walls with lots of love and tacos. Sure. Yeah, yeah I'm good with that. <laughs> I was going to say deck the halls with balls, but... There's probably a lot of that going around as well. Absolutely. Well... Lots of baubles. Lots of... Nice. I love it. Welcome to our very special uh, holiday-themed episode today. Very special normal. Wow. Episode. Very special normal. With 30 and 5. <laughs> 30 and 5? That's what we're at. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. That's less than 10 years. Sure is. Ew. Great. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. What? Um. Well, yeah. If you don't know, we're in December, mm-hmm. and there's been a lot of really great holidays thus far. Sure have. Just in case you wanted to know, uh, we celebrated Chanukah. Or Hanukkah, which I just Googled. They're both the same thing, but the spelling of Chanukah is more traditional. More traditional like Hebrew. Shaniqua. Yeah. It's like the <laughs> grade. It's like the CH. Uh, right. We had winter solstice yesterday and then Festivus for the rest of us tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Got Christmas, Kwanzaa, National Fruit Take, Fruitcake Day, Boxing Day, and of course, the end of this wretched year coming up soon. We also um not a nationally recognized holiday mm-hmm. but a new holiday mm. where my coworker mm-hmm. Kelly makes yulecock <laughs> and it's really good it doesn't have to be funny because it's welsh it's great can you explain it please norwegian and good it's welsh and norwegian and good i like it it's nordic great um Basically, if you had a loaf of bread mm-hmm. with little, not a bunch, but a few candied fruits in it. Yeah. With a little bit of rum. Yes. And some frosting on top. And a little bit or of frosting icing. on top. Icing. Yeah, yeah, icing. Really good. That's it. It's just yeah. like sweet bread. Yeah. But it's not like sweet, sweet. Yeah. It's just got a little sweetness in it. Mm-hmm. It's super good. It was very good and very nice. And she made it homemade. It literally translates to Yule cake. That's great. So like, that's just how the Nordic bad lads do it up there. I love it. That's great. Yule cock. And it tastes really good. Does it? It does. So anyway, we're just going to go ahead and jump right in. Uh, This is going to, I'm legitimately going to try and make this a shorter one. Mm. We just want this to be a a spooky way for you to end your, your year. We say this. Yes. It will be the longest episode yet. (laughs) So. Yeah, but I think I go first. So you ready to go? Let's go. All right. So now, dear listener, dear Spookable, you may be wondering how, how in the world are spooky things and the holiday season? How do they, how do they overlap? How? How? Well, let me tell you. In the wise, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something? I would like to know. Great. How? As in the wise words of Andy Williams, as what he once said, uh, in the great song, it's beginning to look a lot. No, no it's the most wonderful no, time of the year. No. <laughs> the lyrics go, they will be there. They'll be scary ghost stories and tales of the glories of Christmases long, long ago. In the Voss Foley. I don't like that. Foley Voss household. Great. We're trying to bring that back. So what we're going to do is if Justin and I end up having a family, we are going to make sure that when we celebrate 
Christmas and the holidays mm-hmm. that there has to be an equal or maybe like 55 45 percent yeah, like a 60 40 kind yeah of thing. like terror to joy ratio right 60 percent terror yes 40 percent i don't want to say joy but yeah like fun mild mild like okay with it yes and, yes you know, exactly. like it's fine mm-hmm. but still more on the terror right but yes, yes. Yeah. so honestly uh a lot of traditions and a lot of festivals and holidays that we as a current culture celebrate actually come from some dark roots and today we'll be talking about maybe one of the darkest yeah those roots have not been dyed or bleached (laughs) at all i promise fantastic darkest you can get lovely so before i begin because i tend to do this i'm just going to say where i got my sources from i got my sources from a lovely article by a national geographic by Ooh. tanya basu and from st nicholas center.org dash around the world customs great great so justin you ready for this uh probably not okay. but let's just do it great i'm super excited nice and all i have is just it's the most I don't, I don't know if we're going to get, like, you know, struck right. out by Andy yeah. Williams' ghost, so I don't want to... Maybe wanna... not do that. Yeah. Okay, so today, today we're going to be exploring some of the various traditional American Christmas celebrations, Ooh. many of which are actually a product of German immigrants. Those lovely Germans. Nice. From spice cookies and glue vine to the ever-present, always beautiful, Kermit tree. Nice. So we're gonna go back. I'm gonna do a little bit of history like and pepper news. Yeah, dude, pepper news, which is I I'm not that big of a fan, but it's fine. Yeah, I don't like it that uh, much either. No, but I get it. Yeah, I wanna... so legitimately though, if you are if you are a U.S. citizen mm-hmm. or a person that lives in this country, or if you are someone who knows about any type of Christian Catholic tradition if you've seen commercialized christmas <laughs> there we go that's exactly yeah. what i want yeah. a lot of that actually comes from two big sources coca-cola is one <laughs> yes polar coca-cola bears. and the polar bears yep. i was actually gonna say pagans oh and germans pagans and germans go hands and hands oh so not coke and coke is like a little asterisk so oh, they're like sure. we're still here too fine yeah so justin I want you to imagine that it's December 1871, and you're in the U.S. Burr. I have no home. (laughs) And though the streets, homes, and saloons of Kleiner Deutschland (laughs) are crowded and noisy with people, the songs that ring out into the cold are a newer German classic, Stille Nacht, also known as Silent Night. That's right. The majority of hymns that you probably sing and mm-hmm. then Pentatonic's uh, version covers of, of them, cover them yeah. are actually lovely uh, original German songs. So that makes sense. So much fun. So, Stille Nacht, Hokalige Hacht. Uh, I yeah. butchered that. I Great. absolutely butchered that, mm-hmm. but it's fine. So, um, fun fact Christmas became a national holiday in the United States in 1870. So, wow, over- that took almost 100 years took a bit especially because we're like no separation but they're like no well see that's the thing it was uh, founded on separation yes but then but okay so 1870 Mm -hmm. uh, but german immigrants who had come over before then uh, would have been celebrating for years prior in the hundred year old country 
mm-hmm. and their customs are now what the majority of the world knows as as again commercialized christmas features sure. in america yeah having a celebration on christmas eve in general was the first part of german festivities did something just fall off the window yep. i think the thing that i'm gonna be talking about is here with us tonight <sighs> that scared me so much <laughs> i thought it was sage i wish I was it was like, sage. he's down here yeah oh um, yeah so we had a plastic gosh. bag on our window so it just fell off no it's fine it's fine sage you're so you're your one job sage is to keep this house safe now he's just laying in a damn amazon box sage fight the demons okay anyway so uh, having a celebration on christmas eve in general was the first part of german festivities um uh, as are holiday markets, which you might know as Chris mm. Kindle marks, mm-hmm. uh, letters to Santa, gingerbread houses, and of course a Christmas tree. Letters to Santa. Letters to Santa. Wow. Saint. Uh, I don't know how to say Saint in in German at the moment. Um, Santiago. <laughs> fine. <laughs> I should know this, but it's it's Saint Nicholas. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, so no, Hannah. My bad, guys. <laughs> Preparations for Christmas began even earlier than December 1st, um, uh, usually for German traditions. Uh, this lead up to Christmas is known as Advent mm. and takes place throughout the, the month of December and, of course, beforehand up until more recent times. Mm-hmm. The most famous of these Advent days is St. Nicholas Day. And as you may have guessed, uh, the foundation for another Christmas tradition, which is Santa Claus. However, St. Nicholas visits the children of Austria, parts of Germany, and Switzerland on December 5th, not on the 24th. Um, And the holiday is seen as a preliminary to Christmas. So did you ever celebrate St. Nicholas Day? You did. My mom would give me like one or two gifts. Really? For St. Nicholas Day. Yeah. That's really interesting. She would put them in like a pair of boots or a pair of shoes because that's where he leaves presents. Yes. She would do that. So, oh my gosh! That's... Shout out to mom. That was pretty Hello. wild. That's really sweet. I don't think we ever did anything. I don't. But my family also, you know, like left cheese out for Santa Mouse, and no, it's sorry. Fine. What Santa Mouse? Yeah, Santa Mouse is absolutely real. So um, you know, you have you have Saint Nick and his reindeer. So you have to leave mm. the Christmas cookies and milk and carrots and celery. Okay. But then Santa also has a little mouse that rides around in one of his pocket squares. You, you have see, to leave cheese out. Uh, that is one I've never heard, and I don't think most people mm-hmm. know about. Mm-hmm. This is legitimately probably just my dad being like, "Yo, I want some cheese at two a.m." Mm-hmm. Give me some cheese and crackers. That's why it was a full bag of shredded. Yes. It wasn't It wasn't <laughs> like a slices. It was a no. full shredded bag. Full bag. Colby Jack. Uh-huh. Sargento. Like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. It's fantastic. Okay. I just love that you know what St. Nicholas Day is because I, unless I'm just completely repressing my childhood as I do. Possible. I don't really remember it. Yeah. Uh, still practice in some areas today. As you just said, children are supposed to place freshly polished boots or just shoes Mm -hmm. in front of your doors, under windows, or at the foot of your beds before heading to bed. Mm -hmm. Then St. Nicholas would leave gifts, candy, nuts, and toys inside the shoes to be found the next morning by well-behaved children. Mm -hmm. However, unlike Santa Claus, St. Nicholas had a counterpart known as Krampus or Connect Rupert, which is Knight Rupert. (laughs) Excuse me? Sorry, questions? Rupert? Connect Rupert. (laughs) Yep. Rupert! Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. 
Uh, so that will be today's uh, oh no today's topic. I have this story labeled as Crampy Splats. Oh really? Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes but important. today we're gonna be talking. Do you say Krampus or Krampus? Krampus. Okay, cool, great. We're gonna be talking about Krampus today. Yep. Unfortunately, not Connect Rupert or Night Rupert. I really like Night Rupert. <laughs> I feel like we could be friends. <laughs> Absolutely. And I feel like the reason that you could be friends with honestly either of them is that uh, both of them mm-hmm. are said to um, hit and or uh, basically whip badly behaved children or give them coal instead of presents. I am known to give people coal. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. That's something I've done, not on occasion. Wow. It happens almost every year. <laughs> Fine. Sometimes multiple times over the course of the year. Great. I remember when I was a kid, my mom and dad gave me coal. It was like gum. Yeah. But, yes. I've and gotten I, that too. I'm pretty sure I started sobbing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not a bad girl. But I absolutely was. I was such a disaster. And I was so mean. Yeah, you Meg were. was such a good kid. And here was just Hannah just being, ugh. Yeah, you were pretty bad. A demon. I remember that. Great. You knew me when I was five. So you ready to listen to to a story about Krampus? Absolutely. Okay. So Justin and or individuals out there, Listener. when you're listening to the radio in December, or if you are a local to Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, usually it sometimes is even pre Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Um, it's unfortunately unlikely to hear holiday songs singing praises for Krampus. Yeah. But he just sounds like a great guy. He's a half goat, half demon, horrific beast who literally beats people uh, into being nice and not naughty. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Solid plan. Absolutely. At least he's very straightforward. Exactly. You yeah. know what what's coming yep. if Krampus comes to you. Mm-hmm. Um, some common characteristics of Krampus are, are horns, dark fangs, uh, dark hair, and a long tongue. Uh, the anti-Saint Nicholas comes with a chain and bells that he lashes about, along with a bundle of birch sticks meant to swat naughty children. Mm. He then hauls the bad kids down to the underworld in a large oh. sack. Mm-hmm. So here's my complaint. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, mm-hmm. the lyrics to Santa Claus is Coming to Town, mm-hmm. you know, and I quote, I'm not going to sing it. You better watch out. Mm-hmm. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm freaking telling you why. Krampus is coming to town. Yeah. That's what it should be changed. Yeah. Hello. I am at your TED Talk. (laughs) Um, Fully invested. Thank you. I feel that Santa Claus and Krampus might be more similar than we think. Honestly. Um, Yeah. And it's really interesting because in a lot of depictions, they're not foes their friends oh no so it's like some people dip like sorry some people pit them against each other as as more of like um well you have you have a saint and a demon basically Mm -hmm. but it's more of like they're actually bros yeah and santa sees the good kids and krampus sees the bad kids and it's just a mutual agreement that's why santa makes his lists and he checks it twice. Yeah, because exactly. he's like, bad list? Here you go, Crompy. <laughs> like, have have fun. Uh-huh. They get coal and birch sticks. Exactly. And drag to hell. Also that. Yeah. I love it. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Mm-hmm. But that's what I just think is really interesting, especially for, like, more modern Christmas songs. 
I think it's just funny. Like if you actually listen to the lyrics, it's like that doesn't really sound like something Santa would do. Yeah. So I think Krampus is honestly just he's in between the lines, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, a little bit more description about the origin um, in Catholicism. Saint Nicholas is a patron saint of children. His saints, uh, his saints' day falls in early December, as I just talked about, mm-hmm. the December 5th, mm-hmm. um, which helps uh, strengthen his association with the Yuletide seasons. Many European cultures not only welcomed the kindly figure of an older man as a figure of generosity and benevolence to reward the good, but therefore then feared his counterpart. Mm-hmm. So um, parts of Germany and Austria dread the beastly Krampus, while other Germanic regions have Belschnickel and Knecht Rupert, which we talked about, yeah. which are both characterized as just black bearded men who carry switches to beat children. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. France has Hans Trapp and Pierre Foutard. Um, and a little bit more risky, which is uh, the Netherlands have Svarte Piet. Which is also known as Black Peter. Yes. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. uses blackface, and we don't use that. So, mm-hmm. but it just it is interesting to yeah. know that a lot of European customs have have sure. have it have a counterpart to Santa. Yeah. Or a, a and they're positive. all very similar. Yes. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. So the majority of these figures, as I talked about, we talked about that that pairing of. Uh, german tradition and pagans Mm -hmm. so these figures date back to pagan celebrations of december 22nd uh, that were later adopted to christmas great okay so krampus's name is derived from the german word krampen which means claw uh, in old german okay um and he is said to be the son of hell in Norse mythology Hell, if you have never played God of War or don't know anything about that, uh, Hell is the ruler over the realm of dead. This is Hell with one L. With one L. Yep. Yes. Yes, yep. yes, yes, yes. Um, and then, of course, as I talked about before with common characteristics, the legendary mm-hmm. beast also shares pretty similar characteristics with other demonic creatures in Greek mythology, including fauns, sa- satyrs. Oh, yeah. Satyrs. Satyrs yeah. and goats. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It def- I'm. I feel like that also trickles down into like Catholicism demons. Yeah. It, it's a very similar depiction to what I imagine that to be. And I just wonder why like a goat fawn satyr thing. thing. Wh- why yeah. is that what I think of when I think of demons? Yeah. It's just I, very, yeah. it's very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> so the, uh, so the legend of course, uh, Santa uh, re- rewards child with, children with sweets but krampus in contrast would swat wicked children stuff them in a sack and then take them away to his lair as i said love it according to folklore krampus uh purportedly shows up in town on the night of december 5th uh known as krampus knock or krampus night the next day and this, this differs mm-hmm. for uh for regions so the next day december 6th is nicholas tog uh or saint oh, nicholas day okay. um where ch- when children look outside to see if they have anything Mm -hmm. good in their boot if there is a present that is rewarded for good behavior that's saint nick or if there is a rod that means that you were bad Mm -hmm. um so it's just interesting because now i feel like as we talked about they're kind of just the same thing like if you get coal yeah that's still santa but you've been bad yeah it's just it's weird it is weird yeah i like it nice 
Um, manufacturers started to, of course, commercialize Krampus Got um, after 1890, when the oh Austrian gosh. government relinquished control over the nation's postcard production. And that caused the industry to flourish by mm. creative uh, entrepreneurs and just artistic folks. Between then and World War One, German companies sold Krampus Christmas cards in Germany, no. Austria, and other countries. No. Often with slogans like Gruß van Krampus, which means greeting from Krampus, no. or Brav Sign, which means be good. Oh my gosh. If you have do you have the document that I sent you? Yeah. If you want to pull that up and scroll down, you will see what these cards look like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like I've seen this before. Like this is what they would send. You would send <sighs> this to your family members and you would just be like, love uh Tanta Hannah and be like, oh, uh for like a vine knocked in and just yep. be like mm, see you next year it's like are you kidding me greetings from krampus this is terrifying yeah it is straight up like the catholic <laughs> depiction of a demon yes. with a long tongue Ugh. um he has one regular foot and yes. one goat foot yes and he's standing on two legs i hate it and there's chains and shackles and he's literally shoving a child into a sack yes and uh greetings from krampus greetings from krampus just the tongue i think is the part that makes me just the most upset he looks very happy to be doing this he as well. really does yeah so uh i will describe this a little bit more so the cards uh featured images of scary krampus frightening children beating them or taking them away and then usually on a pouch on his back often these children are screaming or crying as you can see in this mm -hmm. picture which yep. we'll put on our social media um, according to one historian, um, some adult versions of these cards started to appear around 1903. What does that mean? Although some of them showed Krampus punishing adults, others portrayed Krampus as a silly figure carrying women over his shoulder away to mm. be taken mm -hmm. to the underworld <sighs> to his underworld to his underworld or krampus as a romantic suitor no okay yep. no this yep. is getting too close to like uh -huh. modern uh -huh. dating sim games yep it's just um <laughs> like the pigeon one where you, pigeon high school no no yeah no. <laughs> i don't like it i don't like it at all it's just weird mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't want to kink shame, but I'm going to in yeah, this, this yeah, moment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we talk about that. I'm going to come to my conclusion in a little bit, but what I want to talk about is Krampus in modern day. Great. Um, <laughs> so a more modern take on tradition in a lot of the, um, I can't think of what this part of the world is, ca is called. Oh my God. Okay. Austria, Germany, Hungary, Slovenia, Czech Republic, yeah. Eastern Europe. Yeah. Ish. Sure. Ish, yeah. yeah. Um, it just basically Krampus is just a celebration for men to dress up and get drunk and run in the streets. Um, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. 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 So usually what they do is men again, mm -hmm. get drunk. Mm -hmm. They dress up as devils, uh, demons, or just Krampus himself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then they take over the streets for a Kampischlof, which is, um, basically a Krampus run. Oh, Yes. So people are chased through the streets mm -hmm. by demons mm -hmm. and people have like legitimately gotten beaten up. And so in some places, I feel like I've seen videos of this. Yes. It's, it's like the run of the Krampus. Uh -huh. 
But, and it's literally just people getting chased by these people dressed up as devils. Uh huh. It's like if the Bills Mafia were allowed to dress up as demons and then just beat up people in uh, in Buffalo for a night, but throughout multiple countries. Yeah. It's very interesting. So it's like purge night for hitting. Yes. Yes. For kinky hitting. For kinky hitting. Yeah. I like it. But you also have to be plastered right yes that's just a given yeah <laughs> great i don't know i don't i don't understand um so some people ask like why would you dress up as a demonic pagan monster and scare children and beat up people maybe it's a way for humans to get in touch with their animalistic side or as i feel like the whole concept of the purge is mm-hmm. it's supposed to just let all of your inner your inner feelings and the things that you repress out on one night. Release your inhibitions. There we go. Feel the rain on your skin. Okay. Uh, I just, yeah, this is really, I, I can I can get behind this. As, you think that's what Natasha Benningfeld was talking about? It could be. I think that she was a part of the Krampus Krom- Krom- I'm not going to say <laughs> for sure, but I think so. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. Um, so according to one historian, uh, Antonio Canarino, who spoke to Nat Geo, um, about why some, uh, re- pagan traditions have been revitalized, such as, uh, Krampus traditions, mm-hmm. uh, he just says that a person, when they dress up just as people's fascination with cosplay or with, um, Halloween or whatever it may be, is that mm-hmm. you get to be someone else for a night and you get yeah. to be mysterious and you get to just not really think about what you have to do the next day sure so yeah um or uh it may be a way for individuals to fight suppress stigma especially Mm -hmm. within the part of the world where this is very popular sure uh the catholic church forbade uh the majority of these celebrations especially when fascism was still huge up until the end of Of you know cold war yeah um and krampus was seen as a despicable uh socialist because it was considered a creation of uh democrats oh uh, yeah of course it was yes so people may just be like yeah i'm just gonna have fun Uh, (laughs) um but krampus which i'm i'm hoping that maybe you dear listener have Mm. heard of krampus before Mm -hmm. has had a pretty big resurgence in the past few years uh i think to just do maybe just to um I don't know, just kind of like a sparking in, in pop culture. Yeah. Uh, whether it be for individuals to maybe move away from more traditional Yuletide celebrations. Yeah, I think it's resonating more with people in that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, the U In the U.S. in particular, mm-hmm. uh, people in uh, movies and media have really embraced this. And yeah. Krampus has been, has been featured on a ton of TV shows, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything else right now. A really good movie yeah. called Krampus came mm-hmm. out uh, early 2010s, maybe? Uh, middle. Mid? Okay. Yeah. Um, Krampus parties are um, are thrown in cities like Washington, D.C. and New Orleans every year. Um, and there's also been Krampus-themed 5K races. Oh, my gosh. Um, it, for, or, um, also, some other European countries have started to just try and embrace it more, even if it's just for uh 
uh, profiteer gain. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, Austria, for example, is attempting to commercialize the harsh persona of Krampus by selling chocolates, figurines, and collectible demon horns. Oh my God. <laughs> Come on. But there are, of course, you know, the original Krampus hipsters who believe that Krampus is being too commercialized and he's mm. losing his edge because of the newfound popularity. Um, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, whether it is, whether it's Krampus or Belschnickel or maybe, maybe not the, the maybe Black, not Peter. Black Peter. No, maybe not that. But you know yep. what? Just do your thing. And mm-hmm. if you want to make up your own, maybe non-abusive uh, individual to yeah. celebrate during the, the mm-hmm. holiday season, why not? Definitely. You got to make them a little spooky, but then... Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. So that's uh that's Krampus. Nice. Great. That was great. <laughs> that was just fun. It was a good history rundown. Yeah, thank you very much. So today. Listen. I had a little trouble figuring out what I was going to do this one. Interesting. Because we talked about doing like Christmas time traditions. Mm-hmm. Ones that were a little darker than normal. Yes. Um, and I had trouble picking what I was going to do. But I finally had a repressed memory come back to me. Oh, and I figured awesome. out what it was. Oh. So I'm going to ask you uh, a question right off the bat. Mm. Have you ever witnessed... No, this is for you and the audience. Oh, okay, okay. Have you ever witnessed a massive horse skull draped in a white shroud with ribbons and bells who tried talking to you and was clacking its jaws together while chasing you a little bit? <laughs> for some reason, this is ringing a bell. Um, But I think that this is just one of my many nightmares I've had. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. Well, see, surprisingly enough, if you haven't heard of this before, it didn't come from a bad experience that I had at a horse grave at the farm down the road. <laughs> um, this is a real thing. Why? Do you do you recognize what I'm talking about here? Like, no, because what I'm thinking of is Vicar Amelia. Mm. And I know that's not mm-hmm. what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. this just sounds like something that is not family friendly. Right. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I'm asking if you recognize this is because we saw a bunch of these things when we were in Spain last November <gasps> 2019. Yes! Which makes sense because it comes up around the Christmas season. Oh. I pointed them out to you because of how horrifically awful that and disturbing that they were. Yes, 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 yes. Um... So I'm going to I'm going to just read you where I got my information real quick. Okay. Uh, so Wikipedia of course, Atlas Obscura and Wales.com. <laughs> yes, the country has oh. a domain of its own. Oh, okay. Not just the land. Okay. Well, I also didn't know if it was like WH. No. Okay. Okay, good, good. Just the country of wales.com. <laughs> Fine. So Wales Travel says Quote, you'll never forget the moment you first see Amari Lewid. Oh. She has lights or baubles for eyes, 
Her mane is made of colorful streamers or holly and ivy. A white cloak falls from her skull, which is attached to a pole, which is held by a person inside it. They control the character's mischievous nature, often snapping their bony jaw at you. Uh -uh. (gasps) Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Weren't there, like, people on... There was... Oh, so if you want to open up the document I sent you, I have some pictures of this. Oh, my God. So many things are flooding back. Today, I am going to be talking to you about Mari Lewid. Spelled I hate this. M-A-R-I-L-W-Y-D. Is this not the worst thing you've ever seen in your life? Honestly. Uh-huh. I remember when we were in Spain, uh-huh. there were people, uh-huh. like street performer people, yes. with this. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I pointed it out because I was like, that is absolutely, unbelievably horrifying. I hate this. Yes, same. So tell me about it. Uh, so, okay, yeah. <laughs> l- let me back up a little bit here. So the Mari Lewid mm. is a wassailing folk custom found in South Wales. Oh. The tradition entails the use of an, an eponymous hobby horse named Mari Lewid. Oh. Which is made from a horse's skull mounted on a pole and carried by an individual hidden under a sackcloth. Why not? It represents a regional variation of a hooded animal tradition that appears throughout Great Britain. So, let me tell you a little bit about what Mari Lewid does. I don't... So, Mari is taken around a village, traditionally, often between Christmas Day and Twelfth Night. Uh, She is dressed with festive lights and decorations, and is usually accompanied by an ostler... And in some regions, like Estradginlais, yes, in the Swansea Valleys, yes, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, other folk characters like a jester and a lady. Um, this tradition, or this brings the tradition closer with mummers' plays, uh, which is like a tradition of performances by the working class in the 18th century. Interesting. So it's like things that like. Well, working class people would do in sure. order to get more money from wealthy people, okay. basically. Respect. It's like street performance, basically. Yeah. Um, so when the groups get to a house, they sing, sing Welsh language songs or wassails, mm. or more traditionally indulge in a ritual called punko, which is an exchange of rude rhymes with the person who lives there. What? If the Mari and her gang get entry, the household is said to have good luck for the year. The Mari is well known to be mis- mischievous, mischievous, trying to steal things and chase people she likes as she goes about her bidding. So I have an account here from Nantgar, um, another location. It's Wales. All of the names are just wild. Yes. Um, yeah. There's too many consonants and not enough vowels Correct. in their words. Correct. Yes. Yes. There's a lot of W's where there shouldn't be W's. Yes. Um, so I have an account here um, that describes such a performance, mm. right? In which the Punch and Judy characters, you know, that's like the two, like the, the guy and the girl puppets that like 
Punch and Judy. Yes. Yeah. They fighting all the time. Fine. Um, so Punch and Judy characters would cause a noise with Punch tapping the ground to the rhythm of the music and rapping on the door with a poker while Judy brushed the ground, house walls, and windows with a broom. The householders had to make Punch promise that he would not touch their fireplace before he entered the building. Otherwise, it was the local custom that before he left, he would rake out the fire with his poker because he's an ass. Okay, so just let me... These are just... Huh. These are people. These are people playing a character who are allowed and... to be dicks for a night. Correct. So, Krampus knocks. For, exactly, yep. yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yep. okay, okay. Um, in the case from Langenwood? Yes. Langenwood? However, there was no interplay between the householders and the troop, but rather the troop were typically granted entry automatically after singing the first verse of their song. So sometimes they will engage in like basically back and forth slam poetry. Wow. Um, But sometimes after they would sing just like the first part of the song, they're just granted entry. Hmm. It's very customary. Okay. Uh, but once inside, the entertainment continues with the Mari Lewid running around, neighing and snapping its jaws, no. creating havoc, frightening children, yes. and definitely adults, uh-huh. um, who are probably more scared, maybe, Yes. while the leader pretends to try and restrain it. The merry man plays music and entertains the householders. So this is just a group of people mm-hmm. who are... Uh, caroling mm-hmm. <laughs> for mm-hmm. lack of a better term mm-hmm. also just being absolute uh dick lords yes yeah yes because they can just walk up and be like hey you smell like poop yeah sir doopity doop That's what and you then do. you'd be like well i got nothing le- i got nothing to come <laughs> back with so i guess you can come into my house and like rune stuff i'm sorry but whales you're wrong you're wrong. This is so bizarre. Okay, so uh, then I was like, okay, but what does the name mean? Like, yeah. it's so weird, and everything in Wales has a meaning. Mm. So I was wondering what the name meant. Um, the origins of Mari's name are, like the horse herself, quite mysterious. Good. Um, of course, it's Europe from forever <laughs> ago. Nobody knows yeah. Um, so one Welsh translation of it is gray mare. Oh, okay. Uh, connects to the heritage of pale horses in Celtic and British mythology, many of whom can cross over to the underworld. Mm. Um, like, for example, uh, Rhiannon in the Mabinogian um, rode a white horse into the underworld. It's just, it's another cool. example of, yeah. Okay. So different kinds of mythology in Celtic and British folklore. Sure. Um, yeah, so white horses or pale horses that can cross into the underworld which is wild and awesome really cool um another translation for mari lewitt is gray mary uh some scholars have linked her to a legend connected to the nativity story oh um, a pregnant horse sent out of the stables when mary arrived to have jesus she spent dark days roaming the land trying to find somewhere new to have a foal Many Mari fans believe the character to have come from pre-Christian pagan origins. Um, this is impossible to prove, but there's definitely something timelessly terrifying about Mari. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, God. So it could be 
any number of things. Yeah. Which tends to happen with stuff like this. But yeah. nevertheless, they're really bizarre and yes. kind of outlandish. And I think it makes it even more bizarre and outlandish when you can't say, oh, this is exactly where its origins come from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, definitely, too, because, like, um, both of them are, like, Grey Mare and Grey Mary. So yeah. it's, like, there could just be a translation difference there or mm-hmm. something got lost somewhere. But, yeah, it could be either one of them. Interesting. Yeah. So then another follow-up question to this is why uh, does yes, this happen? Like, where a, did this start and why? That is a big question. Who ruined my life from the beginning? Yes. I want to know. Yes. Um, so the first written record of the Mari Lewid is in Jay Evans' book from 1800 <laughs> called A Tour Through Part of North Wales. <laughs> I love it. Straight to the point. It's so <laughs> it's so <laughs> specific yet broad. Exactly. Like that's what Rick Steves needs to start calling right. his uh travel books throughout Europe. A tour through part of europe <laughs> which also includes some of it x yeah, yes some of this uh-huh and another thing i did yes right i love it volume two yes exactly <laughs> so um yeah although the tradition uh is best known for its practice in glamorgan and gwent these are just more locations in wales great uh gwent by the way not related in any way that's the card game in the witcher is it? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Same spelling yeah. and everything? Yeah. Wow. Makes sense. It's another... It came from Poland, so... Fine. Yep. That'll do it. So, it has similarities to other hooded animals, like I said in the beginning, uh, in Britain, like the hoodening in Kent, the broad in Cotswolds, and the old tup in Derbyshire, which involved a group of poor people trying to find food and money in the harsh depths of the winter. Entertainment was their method with a side portion of menace of course uh-huh. the dead horse's skull appearing in shadow at your door uh, which you love that's why they keep doing this apparently uh, you love to see the dead horse don't you i just <sighs> i think that if someone right now mm-hmm. knocked on our door mm-hmm. and was wearing this mm-hmm. I don't know if giving them money would be mm-hmm. my first instinct. No, if I open the door and I see that, mm-hmm. I am fight or flight, mm-hmm. just like that. Exactly. My foot, <laughs> horse's mouth. Like, I see. not even a second thought. I like that. Not even a first thought. I like that. It's reaction only, no thinking, no brain. Wow. My foot is in the horse's face. Interesting multiple times wow yeah that's really lovely worst one of the worst things i've ever seen (laughs) um so as with anything welsh methodists and other christian nonconformists are going to criticize it always we have to so they criticized the mari lewid in the 19th century great um the blano gwent based baptist minister reverend william roberts Mm -hmm. called her sinful in his 1852 book the religion of the dark ages sorry although he also transcribed 20 verses of the mari's performance helping to disseminate the tradition oh well isn't that interesting so he really didn't 
know where his values lie mm-hmm. lied at that point. It sounds like someone had a side job mm-hmm. being Amari. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little rude to be like, you're sinful. Yeah. You know? Aren't like, we all? You know, like if someone walks up to you and you're like, you're basic. You're like, oh, okay. Yes. Overdone. Always. But if someone walks up to you and says, you're sinful, mm-hmm. you're going to think about that one for a little while. Oh, absolutely. So you're like, listen it off in your head. What have I done? Yeah. I mean, I ate that full burger shredded cheese this morning at two. Yes. I finished the entire loaf of bread. Yes. Immediately after. Exactly. Without toasting it. No. Cold butter. Yes. But is it a sin? I think sin is very relative in the eyes of our Lord and Savior, Mari Lud. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. Um, so, yeah, he had no idea what he Good. was doing. Um, in the 1930s and 1940s, Welsh folklorist Yorth Peat uh, found the practice still alive in Cardiff, Bridgend, Langenwid, okay. Neath. And other parts of Glamorgan, despite fears that it was starting to die. Hmm. This thing is picking up steam. Yeah. It, it's kind of exciting. It's interesting. Welsh poet Vernon Watkins even wrote a long poem about her in 1941 called The Ballad of the Mari Lewid. Wow. After hearing a radio broadcast about the ritual in Gwaelod Garth, hmm. a village just north of Cardiff. His words beautifully capture the Mari Lewid's frightening aspect. Quote, the living are defended by the rich warmth of the flames, which keeps that loneliness out. Terrified, they hear the dead tapping at the panes. Then they rise up, armed with the warmth of firelight. End quote. Um, I don't see. It does beautifully capture how terrified you are. Mm-hmm. So I, I can respect that. But also just don't do this. Um. By the 1960s, however, only a few Mari processions were left, including in Pencoed near Bridgend and Penturch near Cardiff. Mm-hmm. But later that century, um, a folk club revived the tradition, as did a family in Langenwin near Maystag, who still visit the old house inn in the village with their Mari today. Three generations of landlords have now hosted them. So that's pretty cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I like that it's it's a, three generations of this family have done this yeah. procession, huh. um, and this place continues hosting them, which is really cool. Wow. Um, other popular celebrations also happen in the New Year at Chepstow, um, Gelionen Chapel on a mountainside, um, in rural Monmouthshire, and yes. at the London Welsh Centre. Oh, so these are like theaters and like big important places that these things are happening. Wow. Okay. Maris are also popping up at local midwinter events. Spain. Interesting. See, I was wondering how it moved. I didn't. I wouldn't have known this was Welsh because mm-hmm. why? Right. Um. <laughs> So, yeah, it happens at uh, midwinter events, lantern festivals, and other wassails. Interesting. Um, with their baubles always glowing in the eyes and the tradition shining with new life, even though it's this. a dead horse skull. Honestly, do they have to be, do they have to be real horse skulls? Hmm. No. 
I feel like it's just all personal preference. Now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mostly availability is probably the biggest issue. Yeah. Um, like I said at the beginning, I didn't have a bad experience in a <laughs> horse grave at the farm down the road. I'm really glad to hear that. But if I did, mm-hmm. I could be as legit as possible with this procession. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, a lot of them, I mean, they could be made out of plastic or sure. different kinds of resins or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. Um, just the idea is that you go around underneath this little cloak with a horse head and clip it cloppy and pretend to bite at people and talk to them really weirdly in like a weird voice while other people around you or not as we saw in spain Mm -hmm. because in spain it was just the horse yep and it was absolutely awful awful. like if there were other people around with like little puppets and stuff i would have been like okay better i can kind of get it yes just the horse Uh with like a creepy dude underneath it Uh no 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 not having it i'm just imagining a a couple like let's say they're from the u.s Mm On a on a holiday vacation, and they're at an Airbnb right. in Wales, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, and they're watching like Love Actually oh on the gosh. TV yeah. on Netflix, and then yes. it's just like a tappy tap on the door, and you open that up, and you have no clue what it is. Oh my lord! You are going to think you're being visited by a horse demon ghost. Yes, that is when I cry and poop my pants simultaneously. Right. Yes. But it'd also be really funny. Yeah. That it just wow. it's the worst thing I've ever seen, I think. It's definitely up there. It's top five worst things I've yes. ever seen. We're gonna post pictures of it because it's creepy. And like the sound. Yeah. It's worse than like those um, you know, those like toy chatter teeth. Yes. It's worse than that. It's deeper. It's yeah, I don't even it's like a clacking sound. Yes. It's really, really awful. It's just, and again, imagine that you're seeing someone actively choose to dress up like this. Correct. And yeah. spend their time doing this. Yeah. Clacking and, and biting at you. Yeah. Well, I will say in my research for this, there were artist interpretations of like, where like a do you know how like in horse costumes, there'll be two people. Yeah. Like one is the horse head, front half, the other is the back half. It would be where there's a guy standing in the front half of this fake horse. Okay. And there's not really a head, but he's kind of just standing there like in his little hat. And he's like, here's my horse. <laughs> you know, it's like. Sure. Not weird. Yeah. Kind of weird, but sure. not. But in Spain, uh-huh. as we talked about, our experience with these things, they were about probably less than three feet tall Mm -hmm. like two and a half feet off the ground Mm -hmm. just of height yep like but you know there's a person under there yep and they're choosing Mm -hmm. to do this to other people Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i guess the last thing that i really want to say about this is don't have your own nightmares (laughs) Um, let yourself be taken in by the darkness. Yes. Yes, please. Come and to the go darkness. with Mari Lewid. Yes. Towards the light. Yes. I'm moved. That's all I got for you. Well. 
I didn't really I I wanted to look into this because of how bad it made me feel at the time. I'm just incredibly impressed that you remembered this because legitimately, as soon as you asked me that question, I was like, I know what you're talking about, but I don't. Mm-hmm. And until you said when we saw it, I I I repressed that so deeply. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's I'm it. So and can we please leave it in the past? Yes. We're point. done. We're done. I don't even know what I talked about. No. What? We're. Wait. It's, are we done already? It's time for bed. Recommendation oh. station. <laughs> Do you have anything for me right now? I do, actually. And mine's a very, very cheap cop-out. Fine. Okay. So, because my topic was Krampus, yeah. legitimately, everybody, if you have a chance, watch the movie Krampus. Oh, uh, yeah. It's very fun. Adam um, Scott. Oh, such... Um, David Koechner. Is Tony... Tony Collette? She's a... Is she the mom in that? Yeah, I is think so. Is that what her so. name is? Is it Tony Collette? Tony Collette. I think so. Yeah, just look up Krampus cast. She's Australian. Wow. Is it her? Yes. Wait, was she in it though? Okay, anyway, well. Great. <laughs> it's a good movie though. <laughs> it's not what you expect. It's like. No. It's definitely. Oh, yeah, it is her. It's like a dark comedy. Yes. And it was very. So Justin made me watch it last year, and before we watched it, I was very upset with him because I was like, Justin, it's a holiday season. I don't want to mm-hmm. watch anything scary, but it's mm-hmm. really good. It's It makes you think, Yeah, and it's just fun. 2015. Yeah. It wasn't that scary. It no. was more like a black comedy. Yes. You could tell it was supposed to be funny, Yes, but it was also kind of scary, yeah. but not and it, too bad. It really made me think about how commercialized mm-hmm. and how whatever this is just a rant mm-hmm. how much money is involved with the holiday season sure yeah and definitely. so the whole the whole purpose is that it's a grumpy family who doesn't appreciate anything and Krampus is like all right screw you guys yeah. i'm coming yeah i'm gonna make you appreciate things absolutely so that's my recommendation love it what's yours um star wars rebels no, I'm not done with that yet. <laughs> um, I think what I want to do for this one is talk about my displays. Oh, nice. Bit. Yes, please. So quite a few months back, there's a YouTuber that I like to watch. Um, what? No, I'm listening. Oh, great. Sorry. sorry. Uh, so there's a YouTuber I like to watch. He does a lot of um, like deep story lore explanations and video games that I like to play. And he worked together with an artist to create, like, a piece of art um, that I was really impressed by. And he put all of, like, so many deep references from these games all all across, like, four or five games into this one piece of art that he collaborated on. And um, they put it up on an online store called Displate who makes these art pieces into uh, like a metal, it's like a metal wall hanging. Yeah. So they put this artwork onto metal, like a metal plate. And um, the whole idea behind the company is it's like, it's a plate that you can display. Um, 
and it's absolutely amazing like i have one that's it's so gorgeous and it's like there's so many references that are hidden in it that you wouldn't notice if you haven't played the games or like understood yeah um but just looking at it it just looks like a beautiful piece of artwork oh exactly it's absolutely gorgeous and i recently got another one um for from the same uh creators uh they did another piece of art and uh it, it's absolutely gorgeous like it just it looks good as just an art piece mm-hmm. um, to hang up on your wall so um and they have anything literally almost anything you can think of yeah has been turned into a piece of artwork on display um and you can even get like little smaller sizes if you don't want it to take up a whole wall but um they're absolutely gorgeous um i've seen stuff for the mandalorian mm-hmm. i've seen different animes on there like movie stuff like old classic movie posters anything you want to get you can probably get on display um we're not sponsored by them at all be great but but no it's such a cool company and i definitely would recommend checking them out because they do a lot of really cool stuff and of course with everyone you buy they plant like a tree and um you help support like independent creators and their artwork so yeah it's a win-win-win yeah. And it's super cool when you hang them up on the wall because it's like you're just putting a magnet onto a wall, basically. Yeah. It's so cool. And it's like they're girthy, mm-hmm. too. Like they're not they're fragile. Weighty. They're yeah. weighty. They're very, very well made. Mm-hmm. They're just lovely. So yeah. good recommendation. Yeah. yeah. Well, with that being said. Uh, again, don't have your own nightmare. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> let Mary Lewid guide you through the darkness and into the light. That's beautiful. And if you decide that you want to be a a bad child this year, that's fine. Just Krampus will pay you a visit. Mm-hmm. So we hope that our holiday demons join you as well. And and no matter what you do, <laughs> stay spooky. Stay safe. Goodbye. Goodbye.